Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Radio Islam family, it is Friday, Juma Mubarak. For those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, you are listening to Radio Islam on WCEV 1450 AM. And if you happen to be streaming, you are listening to www.wcev1450.com. Radio Islam is a live call-in talk show, and we broadcast every day from 6 to 7 p.m. Central, right here from the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois. So we hope that we have caught you in a good frame of mind, that you are ready to get into this weekend, that you've got some great things to do. Or maybe you don't have anything to do, and that might be a great thing. But whatever it is, we're always happy to have you with us on Radio Islam for this hour of the week. For those of you on social media, take a minute and stop by Instagram and Twitter, and you can follow us, and we are at the same username on both of those platforms, and that is at Radio Islam USA. Take a moment, reach out, like us, follow us there, uh, let us know you're there. Okay, and for those of you who are on Facebook, same username, Radio Islam USA. As a matter of fact, our page is always open during broadcast. And if you visit our page tonight, you will be able to see or see some of the links to uh, the work of the artist that is in studio with us tonight. Because tonight is the Friday Night Artist Profile. This is our third edition of it. So that always energizes me. Uh, I'm always happy to to talk with our artists. Uh, creative people just do something for you. Uh, what's the last thing I want to tell you before I go ahead and introduce uh, this uh, dynamic gentleman that's in studio? Oh, our phone number. So if you'd like to call us, I, uh, we can't be a live call and talk uh, radio program without having a phone number for you to call. So that's 312-750-1178, 312-750-1178. But you can also make use of that Facebook page because it's open. And we will be monitoring it. So if you've got a question, a, a comment that you'd like to make, go ahead and feel free to post it there. And we will make sure that it is interjected into our conversation. So, as I said, it's the Friday Night Artist Profile. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got to do one other thing. I have to wish my daughters a happy birthday. So my daughters who are not listening... <laughs> My daughters who are not listening to their to their old father right now on the radio. <laughs> but maybe their aunts or their mother will tell them that daddy said happy birthday. This their 16th birthday. Really proud of them. I love them. Zaki and Zahira, uh, may Allah continue to bless you, guide you, and protect you. So now on to it. We have in studio with us tonight, Muhammad Al-Jamal, who is a photographer uh, and if you have not seen his work, like I said, stop by our page and we're going to share with you some links and you'll, you'll hear some information throughout the course of our conversation where you will uh, learn more. But first, let me tell you a little bit about uh, who he is uh, and his relationship to photography. So Muhammad El-Jamal, he picked up his first camera in 2012, believe it or not. He was 33, year, 33 years old, living in Chicago and had never picked up a camera before. But he had a million images in his head that he needed to get out. So Muhammad began learning about cameras and, more importantly, light. And this became his medium of expression. So to quote him, he says, I draw my inspiration mainly from 
my own emotions and experiences, the things and people I love, the things that make me sad, that anger me, all the music I've listened to, the books I've read, the movies I've watched, places I've visited, and the people that have come and gone through my life all make their way to my photos. So after spending several years honing his craft, he decided fine art would be his primary genre. But he also dabbles in landscapes and cityscapes. So Muhammad can be found on 500px, Instagram, and Facebook under the name Momozart, M-O-M-O-Z-A-R-T. That's M-O-M-O-Z-A-R-T. Thank you so much for joining us, Muhammad. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam, brother. How are you? I'm I'm good. I'm 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 much better. Uh, as soon as you walked in the door, I've got to let I've got to let our listening audience know you are the first the first <laughs> guest who has come bearing gifts. So <laughs> you brought this wonderful apple. What is it, apple strudel? Apple strudel from Oak Park Bakery. I don't mean to be, do a plug no, in there, it's, but it's, it's, it's quite a good right. place. Uh, you know what, Oak Park Bakery, you're gonna have to send us something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we just gave you some free advertising. <laughs> But everybody seems to love it. It's a good place. It's a good yeah. place. Yeah. So, so uh, I mean, so you began this relationship with photography in 2012, which, I mean, that's not that long ago. I mean, and 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 I've seen I've seen some of your work, and I would never think that that in such a short amount of time, um, how, that that you would, you know, what was the whole process like? Man, well, it, you know, it was a long process. Um, I've always loved and appreciated art, um, all kinds. Uh, you know, I um, was fascinated, especially by Islamic art uh, when I was younger, mm-hmm. and it just kind of uh, branched out from there into all sorts of mediums. Um, it was mainly painting and uh, photography when I was younger, but I never, for some reason, I never uh, considered photography. My parents, I told my parents, I'm like, you never thought to buy me a camera for my birthday? Like, ever, you bought me tennis records, you bought me stethoscopes, you bought me everything you wanted me to be, but not a camera. So um, I had to kind of discover it on my own. And, uh, you know, it started with the iPhone, to be honest. The old iPhone, I was taking pictures and, you know, and um, it, uh, that was the spark. And then one day, a friend of mine from Boston, who's a professional uh, wedding photographer, he said, man, why don't you go get yourself a a real camera, you know? And I go, you know, let me think about it. After about, honestly, probably about eight or nine months, I finally I was like, all right, let me go, let me go grab one. And from there, it it kind of became an obsession a little bit, you know. So, what was your first? What was your first camera? Uh, Canon seven D. It's uh, it came out about a year before I bought it, so it came out in two thousand eleven. Okay, I got in two thousand twelve. It was relatively new. They're already on the second generation of it now. But um, you know, one thing I I, it's funny because I always get that question, and I always hear photographers getting the question when somebody first sees their you know their their photos and it's like, what kind of camera you have? And I'll I'll be the first, not the first. I'll be, uh, I'll say that it's almost never about the camera. Mm. It's all about light, and if any one piece of equipment matters, it's really the lens. Because you can take a $500 camera uh, and a $2,000 lens that will take much better pictures than a $2,000 camera with $500 lens. Mm. The lens, that glass, is the most important thing. So for anybody out there looking to get into it, don't worry, don't worry about the camera. Yeah, The lens. The lens is important. And, and, your, and your vision. Right. You know? what, what you see. Yeah, yeah. Now, you know, that's interesting because I actually dabbled for a moment. Um, I went out and I bought a Nikon three or four something or whatever. Got it on clearance. Okay. Uh, and then it was stolen. But, <laughs> no. but, but, but to your point about the lenses, um, the cameras, 
it didn't come with the lens. Well, it, it had actually a, a lens like pack, package with it, but I was looking, there are quite a few that were not sold with the lens. Mm -hmm. So uh, is that to what you're referencing that you could just get the, the body of the camera and then go out and find a really a good yeah. lens? Yeah, absolutely. I, I happened to buy mine with a kit lens, okay. but I also purchased a, an additional lens um, that didn't come with a pack in a, in a package. So, right. um, and then I learned really quickly that buying you know two three hundred dollar lens is the worst thing you can do you, you you're better off not buying a lens at all to really? be honest. yeah it makes such a big difference it really does and it, it can now don't get me wrong it's not the only variable in in good art like it would be like me saying here i'm going to give you this great oven mm -hmm. right and if you're not a good cook or a good chef right. you're still not going to make anything great so it's the same thing with the camera you can give somebody a ten thousand dollar camera and they can take horrible photos right. you know so um but again, yeah, some some come with kits and packages and lands and batteries, and some just come straight up with the body. So, right. yeah. So, what are some of the similarities for you? you said um, growing up, you 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 did a uh, painting. I did uh, some painting. I dabbled in almost every single art. I was trying to figure out. I liked writing, right. but I wasn't good at it. And I tried for years to do uh, uh, creative writing. Um, I tried painting, uh, drawing. I mean, the drawing, my drawing. Skills are pretty much stick figures. You know, that's about, that's about the extent. My parents were like, that kid has no art in his blood whatsoever, you know. And uh, so drawing was, uh, wasn't, uh, was out of the question. Um, and uh, then I started getting into oil pastels and doing some abstract work back in, uh, in uh, early high school. Okay. And I enjoyed that. Um, and then it ended, you know, around college. And then I probably went 12 years of my life, didn't even touch art. Really? Yeah, that's the weird thing. Did you feel like there was something... Maybe, maybe not that you noticed during the time that you were not engaged in art, but once you got into it, once you picked that camera back up and started going into, you know, uh, learning it and about light, did you feel like there was something missing during that time that you were not, that you did not have art in your life? Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh, every human being has a natural um, uh What's affinity to express themselves in some way, and it could right. be anything. It could be cooking, it could be writing, whatever it may be. And there's always this this feeling to get your emotions out uh, outside of you know just conversations with your friends. Mm -hmm. And so there was always this aching, and I have a really vivid and wild imagination. And sometimes I'm like, oh, this that'll be cool as a drawing or a painting, but I, I couldn't get it out there. So right. once I was able to start getting my these images in my head that I had for years, to be honest. I, I, some of these photos are based on dreams I've, I had when I was seven years old. Wow. Um, and up up until a few months back, every photo of mine that's a self-portrait that has me in it is actually based on a dream I had. Um, so I remember my dreams really well. So And I, I write them down. And um, But, yeah, it felt like um, trapped in a closet, not able to express myself. And um, I think it's really detrimental to a person, just to, to your soul. I think art is... Art is so good for your soul, you yeah. know. And um, once I was a start, you know, I was able to start expressing myself. I just felt free, you know. I felt like, and people that really knew me start to understand me better through my art than they did through my own words. Because I'm not good with words. I'm horrible with words. I would never believe. Yeah, that. yeah. I talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Sometimes you you have certain emotions, complicated emotions that you uh, you don't know how to articulate. Yeah. Or and and that's how I sometimes I get frustrated. I don't know how to do it. So with photos, I can do it. Now, now this is interesting. Um, the thought of like if you have a a picture in your, in your mind, and if you were 
to, to draw it, right? You draw it exactly as you, as you see it in your mind. But with photography, how do you translate? How do you get what's in your mind into, you know, on, on film? It's not easy. It's, it's difficult. It takes a lot of planning, um, logistics, um, understanding light. And, um, you know, uh, it won't – you know, dreams are vivid. And sometimes you don't remember certain aspects of a dream. You might uh, see the patterns or yourself in a, in a scene somewhere in a dream but not remember the color. Or, so sometimes, you know, not every single thing in the, in the photo is the exact replica of my dream, but it's pretty – as close as I can remember it, you right. know. Um, but it, it takes a lot of planning and understanding how light uh, works and um, especially if you're doing the photos only by yourself. So I have a, a tripod and I have a wireless remote and I put my camera on there and I have a mini studio at my place mm-hmm. and I, I'll shoot uh, a scene uh, outside and then I do a lot of composites. So I'll photograph myself at home and, you know, the privacy of my own studio and then I'll uh, cut that image out in Photoshop and place it into the scene that I want it. There's this one picture. I don't know if that's the method you use for it. Why well, assume? Because it'd be difficult to get lightning striking indoors. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> there's there's one picture that I saw of yours where, um, yes, it's, you see like multiple lightning strikes or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you're standing in that one or not, or if there's an image, but the yeah. one I'm 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 kind of reaching yeah, up for. Yeah. 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 Yeah, how how did how did you how did you do that? Yeah, I'm crazy. I'm not that crazy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that one, I shot that here actually uh, in Hyde Park, okay. uh, 47th Street and Lakeshore Drive. It's a great uh, great little spot, mm-hmm. um, and a great view of the city. And um, I like storm chasing. So me and my buddy went out there uh, after work and waiting for the storm roll in, and it was it wasn't raining, which is perfect because you don't want rain when you're out there photographing, but you want lightning. Right. So that doesn't happen very often. So uh, all of a sudden, just the bolts start coming one by one every couple minutes and um you know i had been chasing uh, a good lightning storm for about three years up until that point and never really? got lucky never wow. never hit him sometimes it'd be one bolt and then nothing the rest of the night so it was just one after another i got them all on camera and then i composited them so i took about two hours worth of lightning bolts and and added them in one photo and that's what that that image is wow and then i then i composited myself into it so that I, I shot myself uh, at home Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and you, when you picked up the camera and, and, and you learned, how was that process? Was it was it a tedious process? Uh, you know, how, how did you go? Did you take lessons or was it all self-study or what? It was um, mostly self-study. Um, I didn't take any initial, I didn't take classes for the first three years. Okay. Um, it was a lot of uh, trial and error. So I bought a couple books and what I would do is I would read a chapter of the this thick manual of the camera, go out and practice that technique. And I wouldn't move on to the next chapter until I was really comfortable with that technique. And I don't you know, digital cameras have 100 buttons sometimes. Yeah. So it, it took a while. It took about probably two years just to really learn the camera. Wow. Um, and in the first two years, I remember uh, opening up my hard drive and seeing something like 22,000 pictures. So I took about 22,000 pictures in the first two years. Wow. Uh, yeah, and uh, it's just about practice. None of them were good, to be honest. <laughs> some of them were a branch. Some of them I look back, I'm like, why did I take a picture of that branch on the tree? You know. Right. So, but it was just practicing, and that's what I tell people. Like, just with anything, you know, you practice makes perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, or close to it. You know. So, um, but once I got the camera down, then really started the process of trying to get my imagination um, 
on a, on a photograph. And it, it, that does take Photoshop, you know. Um, you can do it without, you can do some things without Photoshop, but the logistics of it grows exponentially. And somebody like me with a day job, busy family, friends, right. I was trying to do it as efficiently as possible. So I do use Photoshop almost on every photo. Okay. Yeah. So are you, uh, you mentioned Photoshop. So Photoshop, it has really, it has changed photography, mm-hmm. um, at, you know, as a whole. Uh, and what, <laughs> uh, Raider Slam family, uh, let me just go ahead and just give you a, a quick break. Uh, we are talking with Mohammed El-Jamal, who is a, a photographer. Uh, he is uh, accessible on quite a few different platforms. One of them is 500, was it 500px? 500px.com. Yeah, px.com, Instagram, and what was the other one? Um, I'm on Flickr, I'm on Facebook. Yeah, and uh, at uh, Momo's Art, M-O-M-O-Z-A-R-T, Z-A-R-T, right? So I'll tell you something. I'm going to let you in a little behind the scenes real quick before we go back to our conversation. So we had some folks that were walking out, you know, out of the studio. And uh, just instinctively, you know, as you see somebody mouthing the words, you know, assalamu alaikum, I'm leaving, I almost broke <laughs> broke my verbal stride to, alaikum assalam, you know. <laughs> so those, see, you see, I just want you all to, to, to be all the way in, to, to experience the, have the full experience. Uh, so... You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, so back to um, – uh, so the point I was trying to make was that yeah. uh, Photoshop, it has changed, it has changed photography. Um, it has. And, and it, it, is seem, it seems to have made so, so much more possible. Um, what do you think – do you think that some of the more celebrated photographers uh, of the past, how do you – do you think it would have changed the art that they did – um, you know, just in your own. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny because there's there's usually two types of photo- uh, f- or photographers. There's the purists that just do sh- shot and camera, and that's it, and that's all they believe in, right. and uh, and they don't consider anything outside of that a photograph. And it's a very strict definition of photography. And then <laughs> you have people like me that, um, you know, actually, there, there, let's say three types. You got people like me, like. I will uh, I will use Photoshop to add certain elements to a photo. I will I will not use it to change the light okay. because light is photography. And if you can't figure out the light, you need to go back to the camera and practice. And that's what I did for years. I couldn't get it in camera, and I would try to mess around with it in Photoshop, and I went, nah, throw it away. Let me get it in camera. Um, and then there's a third kind of generation or third uh, uh, type that will change light, will change a lot of things. And you start... Uh, blurring the lines between photography and graphics design at that point. So, and that's not what I want to get into. I want to stay photography, but add little elements and use my imagination. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned that you started out with the uh, iPhone. Yes. That that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. W- what is your opinion? <laughs> you know, I almost feel because I- I'm not a part of the iPhone crowd. Um, <laughs> uh oh. Do are we an Android? Yeah. Android. Oh no. Okay. I'm. Yeah. I'm still walking, brother. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna leave me. <laughs> Interview's over. No. No. I'm not like that. <laughs> but, but what is your what is your opinion? Do you think that that's a a good entryway for uh, uh, for most folks who might be considering going into photography? Absolutely. I think it's very, a, a very underrated device. Um, these things have amazing cameras. Mm-hmm. iPhones. Uh, um, and it's really depend again. It depends on the type of photography. It does have its limitations. Night photography, for instance, mm-hmm. is extremely difficult on a on a phone. You can get a little tripod for it and 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 do a long exposure. But um, 
But to be honest, during the daytime and as long as you have light, yeah. uh, this is a great camera. Mm. Yeah, and um, it allows you to, you know, especially you know, street photography, um, portraits. I think it's a great device, and I think a as a camera alone, I think it's a great camera. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, you know, it's funny just thinking about these different platforms now, where everybody can, I guess, express their artistic uh, self. Do you think that most, in your opinion, right, with the years that you spent in, you know, crafting this ability to, to integrate light into your uh, photos, that most of the photos that we, that we see are not really, uh, <laughs> that they're just kind of like point and shoot, but they're not really with consideration of the, the elements of, uh, of photography? Mm, it depends on the medium, right? So if we're talking about something like Instagram, yeah. you know, I mean, we got we're posting pictures of our food and burgers and you know, <laughs> you know, all sorts of things on there. That's not really, I mean, it's photography, but it it's it's you know, uh, would you consider creative? Probably a lot. Of, most of it probably isn't. Probably ninety five percent of Instagram photos are are not artistic. Mm. Um, you know, selfies and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Um, now, uh, a medium like 500px, and one of the reasons I'm on there, that is uh, a very high level of um, professionalism on that website. Okay. Uh, most professionals have their portfolios on there. Um, the uh, just the level of, of of skills on there is phenomenal. I mean, when I went on there, I was like, oh my god, I was so intimidated by other people that I was seeing, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, my photos are nowhere near that guy. <laughs> you know, like, let me just hide out for a little bit in the corner and then see, come back in a year, you know. Yeah. But um, but it's good in terms of art. One of my uh, best pieces of advice, I think, is always look at art that is you, that, that is better than yours, mm. and as much of it as possible. Now, seeing that art is subjective, right, but there are mm. some, there are factors that we uh, form valuations on art. Mm -hmm. You know, the st it's structure and, you know, uh, different, you know, I guess uh, techniques that you yeah. would look that are implemented. How do you make the the judgment for yourself um, in, in, in photography, how, you know, for, for what you do? So there are elements of a photo that, uh, in terms of the technical aspects, define mm -hmm. a, a well-taken photo. Now, let's remove creativity and, and the, like, the subjective part, right? Right. So in terms of just the sharpness, the... Um, composition uh the quality of the light okay okay the uh, uh colors right um uh, complementary colors so these are the technical aspects that you know over thousands of years of human history and art there has developed a certain and i don't want to call them laws because they're not really laws or, or rules to art but certain things that most humans find more attractive in art than other things, right? Mm -hmm. And so, in terms of that, like I just I want certain photos sharp. I want, like I said, the light, the light as well. I I do love a well composed photo where you know your subject, you have a subject in the photo, a well defined subject, and there's a message somewhere, right? It could be somebody traveling along road, climbing a mountain, you know, jumping off a cliff into the ocean, whatever it may be, right? So, um, now the creative side. That's where it gets really tricky, right? Because it, what what I find creative, somebody else might not, or what right. I find uh, appealing, it, it, it's beauty, right? Mm. And it's it's all about beauty. So every person sees beauty in a different way, and that's I think one of the amazing things about human nature is that um, everybody can see my photo differently, 
and form their own story based on it. I don't put any stories in my photos or no? any kind of explanation or anything. Okay. You know, right? I let the viewer, you know, kind of let their imagination go, right? right. And their, perspe their perspective. So you don't, but, but you have a, a vision in your head, right? Mm -hmm. you oh, have absolutely. An idea. Absolutely. Hmm. And most people can figure it out, to be honest. So okay. even though people have different views and perceptions that shape their their uh, their view of my photos, typically ninety nine percent of people see are seeing what I wanted them to see or what I was trying the message I was trying to relay. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So talk to me a little bit about complimentary complimentary colors. That oh, just kind of yeah. that just stuck in my head yeah, when you yeah, said yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, There's there's a whole area and this is actually something new that I've been studying and I've been trying to incorporate more into my photography is um it's called color theory and it's basically again, I'm new to it so I'm not trying to, I'm by no means an expert on it, but there are certain colors uh combinations that uh evoke certain emotions. Um and this has been studied by psychology and artists, and it's, it's an amazing field. I just started touching it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I'm trying to incorporate it into my photos more to really uh, focus the emotions. Like, for instance, uh, one complementary color would be like a, a purple and yellow, right? They evoke uh, um, um, kind of a dreamy, kind of, uh, you know, almost for me personally, it's almost like the smell of lavender. It's kind of relaxing. Yeah. And it's, it's very strange that... that the color purple and the, the scent of lavender do this, uh, evoke a very similar emotion. But um, other colors would be, you know, like a, a gray and red um, or a, you know, uh, blue and um, blue and white. I mean, it's, different colors evoke different uh, emotions, right? And so when you start combining them and playing with them, it's, it, there's, there's thousands of books written on this subject. And I, I think I've read one book on it so far. So, really? yeah, okay. yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful idea, though. That's fascinating. It is. That's fascinating. It is. You know, and what I see on, particularly on Instagram, you know, because I'm on there and, you know, I'll take a picture of something. And, <laughs> and in my mind, in my mind's eye, uh, I don't have to, the only filter I really need to, to call myself really doing something with it is to, is, is to give it that, uh, that black and white look. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> and I don't know why, but black and white, it seems to do something to like an ordinary photo. Mm -hmm. And it it just I don't know it, it gives a uh, I guess a cl classic look to it or instantly yeah right instantly I would say the first year I was photographing every picture of mine was black and white really and my friends were so tired of it they're like bro we need color <laughs> come on man like add some color and I was like nope and I waited an almost probably close to another year when I finally started doing photographs in color it's they say that color is a distraction in some photos. It really? is. And with some photos, it adds to it. Right. So, um, but you can take a photo of a bunch of people in a room, may turn it black and white, and for some reason it looks good. Yeah. And honestly, I haven't figured it out either. I'm like, it looks good. And in color, it doesn't, it doesn't look appealing at all. So, um, and I, my theory is that black and white shows patterns that you don't see in color. The white and black d create lines and, and symmetry and, and all sorts of things, weaving that you don't see in color, you know. So um, I think, I think, uh, yeah. Okay, so so uh, Radio Islam family, now you have some some homework. Something that we should all be looking, <laughs> we should all be looking at now is all of the black and white photos on our uh, Instagram pages and Facebook and and everywhere, all of our pictures, and to look for the patterns. So uh, it, yeah, tell, let us know what you think. You know, 
Is it something that stands out? So, I mean, because I just took one. I took this picture of I was uh, I was traveling. I was on my way somewhere. I think. Mm-hmm. But I just took a picture of my my uh, my, my travel bag. Okay. And when I and I turned it black and white, and it looked like it would be something that I would have found on a on an airline or something, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It just automatically yeah. did it, and it was, but but it was black and white. Yeah. You know? Okay. I got it. Is this on your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, I gotta Instagram. go see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I follow you. <laughs> Watch out now. So, <laughs> so t- tell me this: uh, Why is light such a hard thing for for people to uh, to master, to be uh, to be aware of, to incorporate mm-hmm. properly into their photos? Because by its very nature, you can't capture light, right? It's not like something that you can hold and mold. or And so light has a, you know, it's one of those unique things that um, just wants to go everywhere at all at the same time, right? As soon as you shine a light bulb in a room, do you tell, you know, it's how do you tell which direction to go? Well, that's when you start, you know, getting... Uh, uh, funnels and 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 uh, reflectors and these light dishes and that's the thing is learning all the equipment needed to shape and direct light uh, and also quality light quality and light intensity plays factors into a photo. Um, this is actually I, this is stuff I learned from my from my class the one class that I took. Okay. Um, and uh, it it also it's expensive to be honest. Mm. It is not a cheap hobby. Um, uh, and so, you know, in the first, I think in the first two years, uh, I probably spent about $7,000 on equipment. Wow. Yeah. And to be honest, since then I haven't spent as much, but it's, it's, it was, it was a big investment. So, yeah. um, you know, I think that's the hindrance. And also people, unless you're really serious about photography, mm-hmm. who wants to spend eight hours a day, you know, doing something right. Like, yeah. so, and that's what I was doing. I was spending, I would work from seven to three thirty. Mm-hmm. And uh, get off, get go home, and probably start working on a photo from five o'clock until maybe midnight or one in the morning. And I did that nonstop for probably the first six to twelve months. I mean, people were like, "Where are you, man?" <laughs> <laughs> did you? People thought I moved away from Chicago, went back to Michigan, and yeah. I'm like, no, "I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> so that was obviously, you know, that was there was a passion. Yeah, that was attached yeah. to it. So yeah, and and that's always different. Uh, when you're engaged in something in that way. Yeah. So you felt an immediate connection to it as soon as you picked up the camera? Instantly, instantly. Uh, I, I can't rem- like, I just remember picking up the camera, learning it, and just having this, oh, my God, like, I can take these things, my imagination, and actually make it real now, right? Mm. But it took honing. I mean, yeah. you know, it, 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 it didn't come out exactly the way I wanted it at first, but, yeah. yeah. So how do you capture, how do you capture emotion in a photo that does not have a live subject? So a still photo. It's expressions, uh, different poses, um, uh, the play between dark and light. And, and a lot of my photos have that uh, style where um, I like contrasting photos with uh, dark darks and light lights. And so the human mind works in uh, in very strange ways sometimes. And, and just learning how to uh, play with... Um, um, again, like say black and white or, you know, color theory and, um, and also your imagination, you know, um, I don't, that's one thing you can't teach imagination or creativity, but you can teach somebody it's a muscle. I really believe it's a muscle. And I think you can teach somebody how to use it and how to exercise that muscle. But, um, part of, I think, um, part of getting emotions or inserting emotions is, 
it, I think uh, the base of any art is if it comes from your heart, mm-hmm. other people will f- will feel it in their heart. And right. if it doesn't come from your heart, people will be like, eh, right. you know. Right. Okay. All right, Radio Islam family, uh, we are talking with Muhammad El Jamal, who is our in-studio uh, Friday Night Artist Profile, and we are learning quite a bit, um, <laughs> you know, because we, we've said one, one word that you've probably heard many times, and that's light. So um, got to be mindful of the light. So our number is 312-750-1178, 312-750-1178. We're going to take a quick break, but we will be right back with you. This is Radio Islam. Kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. I knew I was stuck at this kid's house for the night, but those guys snuck up on me to try and pull the hand in a bowl of warm water trick. Well, that was enough for me. I went downstairs to sleep in the basement, even though it was pitch black. I left my sleeping bag upstairs, and that was a mistake, because it was freezing. I think it was probably the longest night of my life. To read more about the sleepover, check out Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Last Straw by Jeff Kenny. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library and visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Assalamu alaikum. On November 12th, Radio Islam will be hosting a benefit dinner held at Ashton Place in Willowbrook, Illinois. Our keynote speaker is Professor John Esposito, a long-standing ally of the Muslim community. We'll also feature an exhibit by the late Jack Shaheen. Tickets are on sale now at eventbrite.com. Radio Islam is the first live daily radio show by Muslims. People are always talking about Muslims. It's time we talk back. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. This is Radio Islam. Listen, listen to that. Listen to that track. That is, that's a Friday track, right? That is a Friday track. That is, you know, about to get into something real halal. Halal, that's, <laughs> that's good for you, right? So we have to have a, a different engagement with things that, uh, you know, make us bob our heads. You know, this is good. That's good. That's good. Okay, so you are listening to Radio Islam on WCEV 1450 AM. We're broadcasting from the wonderful city of Chicago, Illinois, my hometown. Uh, Inglewood, born and raised. And if you are listening to the live stream, you are listening on www.wcev1450.com. We uh, have in studio with us tonight, Muhammad El-Jamal, who is a photographer, um, we know it. Photography is his passion, and he has honed it over years of uh, study. And one of the words, uh, before we went out of the last uh, segment, 
that you've heard over the night, uh, throughout the night, is light, right? Just light, light, light. You know, you can't see without it. So um, we're going to get back to it. But before we do, let me go ahead and give you that number again. And that is 312-750-1178. 312-750-1178. And for you Facebookers, our Facebook page is open. So I'll, I'll uh, put a glance over to it every couple of minutes or so see if somebody has something that they'd like to to throw out there and we'll we'll get it put in uh, put in our conversation so Muhammad, <coughs> excuse me so all of the time that you have invested into into this art into your medium of uh, creative expression is there an end game here are you are, are you uh do you do you have reviews uh do you have places where you you showcase your art what's the you know what's the the, the end goal for you so I, um, that's a good thing because it, it took some uh, external push for from some of my friends to really start getting my work out there. It's a frightening thing to put your work out. It really is. Yeah. It takes, and I didn't. I was afraid of it for a while, and uh, finally, I think actually almost exactly a year ago, one of my birthday goals last year was to do a few exhibits. Okay. Um, I've done two this year. Um, I wanted to do one more, but I'm not sure I'm going to have time for it. But uh, just trying to get the art out there and, and people to see it and um, and really, yeah, get some criticism because it's not good when, you know, y- your family's always going to like whatever you do. You right. like, I don't want to hear that all the time. You know, like I want to know what, what's wrong with it too and what do you, what's, you know, how I can improve and that's really how you start honing your art. Um, but my end game is I would, one day I would love to be doing this full time. Mm-hmm. You know, one day. Um, yeah. Right now it's not realistic. Um, but uh, it's—I don't need it to be right now. I love right. it, and I enjoy it. I would do it for free for the rest of my life if I, you know, mm-hmm. had to. So, yeah. not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's—that's that's a great—that's a great attitude, and I think I think with any, uh, with any area, any field or art that a person feels that way about, that in itself is a blessing. I think so. You know, so. Uh, and, and, and if there's a way where it does become the the full-time thing that's that's an even greater blessing. That's, a, that's a double blessing right, there. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you feel do you feel that uh that art is something that has been neglected by the quote-unquote muslim community uh because i know that we do have we have artists i mean your presence here is a you know is a, is a testament to that but do you think uh, by and large it's something that is not really focused on as much as I, I, think, I think so. I think uh, specifically too. Are just like my parents' generation, mm-hmm. you know, and and it, understandably, you know, they when they came to this country, they were in survival mode. They weren't really caring about you know buying a camera and taking photos and right. and uh, you know they came here to survive and build a life for their, themselves and their kids. And so I understand it. But now I I think um, you know just Islamic history and Islamic art. We were so great at it, and then we just fell off the face of the earth yeah. and for, for centuries. Mm-hmm. And I do see a revival now. I see, I see a lot of the youth coming back to art. You yeah. know, even they'll go in through, they'll finish medical school, engineering school, law school, and they'll, they'll come back to art in some way or fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Which I think is, uh, uh, it identifies a, a healthy culture, healthy people. Um, and I think it's really important that people have a way to express themselves. And, you know, and to throw my two cents in on this, I think that I find my own experience has been that those people who have uh, a creative outlet for expression, that you find that they are more open-minded in relating to other people, uh, certainly more empathetic 
Um, and and I think that's one of the things that, because you just mentioned the idea of being in survival mode, there, I think there's a large section of our population, not just Muslim, but just, you know, across the board, right. that's not able to, to tap into that uh, part of themselves. Yeah, and it, it's a shame that, uh, you know, more, I, you know, one of the things I love about Chicago, I'm from Southeast Michigan originally, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was born, or sorry, I was born in Egypt, raised in Southeast Michigan, moved here about 10 years ago, and one of the things that brought me here was the art. Even before I got into photography, before I even thought I'd get into photography, I just, this is a very beautiful city. It's got all sorts of architecture and lights and street art and street performers and all over from the south side to the north side. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? So it's a very conducive city to creativity and, and that expression, and, and I love it here. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a great history, definitely a great history of artistic yeah. uh, expression, music and, yeah. uh, and otherwise. Yeah, you know, and from film all, and from all sorts of cultures, too, yeah. right? So, yeah. so <clears throat> excuse me. So, is there, do you have a favorite, uh, do you have a favorite place to shoot, or is there a favorite, uh, a favorite uh, photo shoot that you've done that, that, that still stays with you? You know what? I'll give you two two different answers. So my favorite spot to shoot here in Chicago is 47th Street and okay. Lakeshore Trail. Okay. There's just something about – first of all, it's always quiet. There's almost n- nobody ever there. Mm-hmm. It's got rocks all in the foreground. It's got the lake and the way the rocks curve, and they curve right into the city skyline. And it's just – it's a beautiful – if you ever get a chance, go down there and, and check 47th it out. 47th Street. 47th Street and Lakeshore Trail. Okay. And uh, there's, there's a – the bike trail, I think, starts just south of there. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just a great view of the city, and not a lot of people take photos from there. So I think I've milked it at this point because I've been shooting there for <laughs> the last three years and stuff. But but it's just also a place when I when I'm stressed out, I'll go there and just sit not, with no camera or nothing, and mm-hmm. and so it's it's a favorite spot of mine. Now, in terms of a favorite photo shoot, yeah. I did a photo uh, with a um, it was a fashionista. Uh, 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 she uh, marketed uh, uh, hijabi fashion. Mm-hmm. And uh, her name was Iman, uh, and if she was still doing this, I would plug her. But, <laughs> but um, we did a photo in uh, an abandoned church in Detroit. It's called Saint Agnes Church, and um, it's been abandoned for about twenty years. And but it's a beautiful place, yeah. um, falling apart, and it's decayed now. But what we did is we did this fashion shoot. And it took about God, four hours in April, and I remember it was freezing. The girl was barefooted, and it was absolutely, I mean, she was, she was a trooper, man. Yeah. Um, but I'll show you the outcome afterwards. And it was just the first time that I got exactly what was in my head yeah. on, the, on a photo, exactly. And it was like, oh, my God. Wow. Like and so this is how it could be if you actually plan it right. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, I think just uh, um, you know that that would be my favorite photo shoot. So the planning, the planning that goes into this, uh, kind of give give us a a, an idea for just a a regular, maybe regular is not even a word we should use, right? Because each shoot could be different. It's that's I find for myself it's my biggest struggle as a as an artist is the logistics. I struggle with it a lot because uh, things that I thought needed no planning right. <laughs> absolutely do need planning, and I tend to wing a lot of things in my life. And with photography, you can't. It'll it'll break you, mm. you know. And so. Um, you know, setting up the lights. Uh, you got to have assistance. Um, you know, getting the right model for the photo shoot. Uh, and then sometimes you can have all that, and the sky is not how it's going to be. The cloud. It might be too sunny for your photo. It might be too cloudy. It might be raining. So all that has to factor into the photo. And then um, even just starting to draw. I'm starting to draw out in stick figures mm-hmm. my photo. 
And just to kind of get an idea of placement, yeah. it looks nothing, and most people won't even know what's on the paper, but for, in my head, I'm like, all right, this is going to go here and there. And, right. and so you, you try to do it like that as best as you can. And again, a lot of times I fail, you know, mm -hmm. I'll go out and everything will mess up and, but it's a learning experience, right? right. You learn how to kind of coordinate it better and better every time. So, yeah. So are you doing, so it sounds like you have to check the, uh, you got to check the weather. Oh man, I'm a weather specialist. Uh, I'll tell you this. Oh really? I can tell. I can. I can tell you when it's gonna rain by the the, the, the pressure and right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the um, what was I about to ask you? The um, what? We need more coffee. I probably do. Oh, okay. I think I think that was a pause because I knew we we had a phone call coming in. So uh, you know, let me get you. Let's get you uh, situated. Here you go. All right, Radio Islam family. I'm making sure that uh, Muhammad. I'm making sure that Muhammad can uh, talk with our caller. And let us see here. Who do we have joining us on the Friday Night Artist Profile? Assalamualaikum. You are on Radio Islam. Waalaikum salam uh, to you and your guests, actually. Um, I just have a, a question. Your um, the guest mentioned that how expensive it is. You know, this is an expensive um, hobby. Mm -hmm. uh, currently, my son is interested in photography. Uh, I would just like uh, what what do you suggest? Uh, because I don't want to spend a lot of money on like a fleeting passion. Um, what what are some of the things that are like must haves at this point for a beginning? Uh, photographer or for a young person who is interested in photographer uh, I'll hang up and listen thank you great question um, okay. so let me ask you this is he using his iPhone or his, or his phone to shoot right now uh, his iPhone he is and he, is he taking and, and, mm -hmm. yeah I'm sorry and I also purchased uh, like a point and shoot camera uh, a digital camera uh, uh, yeah DSLR I'm not sure what that is. Is it Canon? <laughs> Canon. Uh, yeah, and I, uh, he gets pretty good pictures with that. Um, but I had another camera before that that was like instant. It was automatic. Um, and it, it was a point-and-shoot camera. Okay, and the current one is a DSLR. Yeah, D DSLR. Okay. I'm not even sure. But um, <laughs> what are some, this seems to be costing more and more, you know, money. What are some things that you would suggest, uh, you know, do you think that's enough at this point? Like, do I need more lenses? Some lenses came with, I think he has a the Zoom yeah. uh, up to what? Zoom and macro. Zoom and macro lenses. Yeah. What would you suggest? Like, Sounds like you should, have, you should have put him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, what? I'll, I'll, first of all, I'll throw this out there. Feel free to, you know, you can message me on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I'm always happy to answer questions on there as well. So just kind of throwing that out there. But, um, oh, you know, the one thing I recommend is taking advantage of what you currently have before moving mm -hmm. on to any, you know, before going and investing in a you know thousand dollar camera or something. Um, you know, uh, if he's been using his phone to take creative photos, um, you know, um, you can, that's a, that's a good start. Um, moving on to a, a digital SLR, um, I would say, did it come with the, uh, the kit lens, basically? 
It did. It came yeah. with uh, several lenses. Yeah. Well, the thing is, with lenses, it depends on what he's trying to photograph. If he's trying to work with portraits or landscapes, stick to that one lens and and exercise that creative muscle, right? Make mm-hmm. sure, you know, don't jump around from lens to lens to lens and all different types of stuff because you, you're going to spread yourself thin and then you're going to end up spending a lot of money on it too. So um, right. buy two or three lenses over, you know, a year or two uh, uh, and perfect your style with each lens. Um, mm. And that's my recommendation. And again, it really depends on, you know, what kind of photography. Every you know, uh, shooting landscape photography is completely different than shooting portrait photography, right? Yes, and also he likes to take pictures. I think macro shots, you call them, of um, <laughs> a bait. Okay, so we went to a wedding, <laughs> and he took the pictures at the wedding, and all of them. When we came back, there were no people in any of the photos. <laughs> they were the. <laughs> That's an interesting wedding shoot. <laughs> yeah. So right? yeah. So like close up pictures of things and objects. Okay. Um. So. You think for now you're suggesting that I just he sticks with what he has and learn to perfect. You said uh, to learn to use what he has. And yeah. I, I don't need to purchase anything else. <laughs> I, I think it's important <laughs> to I yeah. I think as as a you know in photography or any art, it's important to figure out what you're trying to say with your art and hone it down to one or two genres, like say you know landscape photography and portraits, or landscape and cityscapes, or you know so. You know, if you're trying to shoot 20 different genres of photography, you're going to end up, spend, you know, buying 20 different lens, right? So right. figure out okay. two, or two, one or two uh, areas of, of real interest and stick with that and perfect that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. that advice. Okay. Have a good night. Well, thanks for the call. I like my slide. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. See, we have to keep our, our headphones on. That was uh, She asked a lot of great questions. She did. Those were great questions, actually. Yeah. So... Uh, let me ask this, uh, because we are actually, it always creeps up on us, uh, you know, that, that, that time to, to say goodbye. But we still got a few, a few minutes left. <laughs> a few minutes left. Uh, tell folks where they can look at, uh, where they can see some of the art that you've done. Um, I can be, yeah, I can be found on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Flickr.com, and 500px.com mm-hmm. under my, uh, that's my, my nickname is Momo, and one of my friends was like, oh, hey, it's Momo's Art. And right. I'm like, that'd be a good name to go by. <laughs> so it's just a play on words. So it's M-O-M-O-Z-A-R-T. And, uh, again, I can be found on Instagram, Facebook. Um, yeah, and any questions or any tips you'd like, please feel free to reach out and, um, you know, ask, ask them. Okay. Well, let me ask you this, too. Have you, have you, have you taught any classes uh, now that, you know okay. – I mean, because after spending so much time, uh, you know, investing in learning and being able to, you know, apply this knowledge, have you had an opportunity to, to teach in the I, classes? I have. So uh, in the last couple of years, um, I've been doing some just uh, tutoring like two or three people at a time, giving s- small weekend classes. But uh, this year, earlier this year, I got an opportunity at actually the Talif organization in really? Pilsen, which is near and dear to my heart. They're some of my favorite people. I love them. Yes. And um, I wanted to give back to, you know, all, you know, I've been going there for three years or four years, and, you know, they just give so much to the community. So it was time to give back. And um, I taught an eight-week course, uh, photography course there. Uh, it was in April, mm-hmm. uh, April or May, and uh, it was right before Ramadan. Okay. And it was I didn't realize I was going to love it so much. Right. And um, so that's a new interest of mine. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's fun teaching something that you love, right? Because it's not really, you're not working. 
Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate so much that you took the time to, to come right. in. Thank uh, you. Thank really you enjoyed the, the conversation. Uh, and I've certainly learned a lot. So I know, <laughs> you know, uh, if any, no one learned anything, I learned something. <laughs> Your pictures better be better. Okay, I'm going right. to watch you on Instagram now, right? <laughs> yeah, you'll, like, you'll see. <laughs> the light. <laughs> right. You'll see the light come up a little bit better. Yeah. No, right. thank you so much for having me, Brother Sarkis. It was a really an honor to be here and uh, really en enjoy and love all your guys' company. So thank yeah. you. So we look forward to having you back. Uh, oh, anytime. Okay. Anytime. So, folks, I think this is a good, this is a great segue because we're talking, we've been talking uh, with Muhammad El-Jamal about photography and uh it was mentioned to you at the in our news briefing before we began the uh at the, at the top of the show and that is the radio islam annual dinner that's coming up november 12th and one of the things that you will be able to take part in is uh is the exhibit the a for arab um exhibit uh art art exhibit which is a series of uh, uh, uh photographs by the late Dr. Jack Shaheen. And it's just a, it's a phenomenal work. It tells a story. And it's, it's something that I think everybody uh, would enjoy. Uh, and it also, it also brings our attention to the fact that how we are represented in, you know, a picture is a representation. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a communication of an idea. And what those pictures communicated about this one particular group is also should it should also be uh, related to how all groups, how all people are presented. You know, we're all presented in some particular light, and that determines a great deal of how we relate to one another, how we are uh, how we are shown to each other uh, in the media. So, uh, so this you know, a, a picture is it's, it's extremely important. Photography, you know, it's one of those mediums that. Uh, we should definitely pay much more attention to. But on November 12th, uh, if you come out to the Radio Slime Dinner, you will be able to see the A for Arab exhibit by the late Dr. Jack Shaheen. Um, there also will be, you know what, I'm going to cut it right there. So we'll, we'll continue to talk about it. We'll, we're going to make sure that you definitely don't uh, let November 12th uh, slip past you. Uh, and also on that same day, uh, there's going to be a uh, there's also going to be a memorial uh, and a celebration of the life of uh, uh, Professor Sharif Bassiuni at AIC earlier that day at two o'clock. So we'll talk about that some more as well. So, look, we hope you guys have a great weekend. Our engineer over at WCEV is Leonard. Thanks so much for doing what you do over there for us, uh, Leonard. Our engineer here in studio as always, Ibrahim Bey. Uh, I am your producer and host, Tariq El Amin. Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. The views of the host and guest are theirs and should not be taken as the views of Sound Vision, Inc. Uh, we hope that you guys have a great weekend. We look forward to seeing you Monday, same time, same station. I leave you as I greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you.